Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Johnson from Bethel Lady Church. Thank you for downloading our podcast. We are so glad we could connect with you through this podcast. Please ensure you subscribe to receive new messages every week. We pray this podcast builds your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and motivates you to live a life of excellence for the glory of our Lord. Thank you for your support. Enjoy the message. God wants us to be people who pray and seek God and have a life of revival. But prayer is an important commodity, an important aspect of revival. It's a very important aspect of our Christian life. And two characters that I want to focus on today from the Holy Bible. Let's do the first one. First Samuel chapter 1 and verse 12 and 13. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving but her voice was not. Eli thought she was drunk. Hannah was a woman who was married and couldn't have children. And she felt she was cursed. She felt life was unfair and terrible. She decided to go to the temple of God and seek God in prayer because she knew that God will answer prayer. When she goes to the temple of God and begins to pour out her heart, she noticed something very interesting. Now this is very crucial, so pay attention to this one. While she sat in the temple of God, she saw Eli, the high priest, seated on a chair in the tabernacle. And she knew something was wrong. Why did she know something was wrong? Because when God had given the commandments of the tabernacle or the temple of God, there were the golden candle stand, there was the ark, there was the altar, the laver, the table of shewbread. There were all kinds of furniture except chairs. God said no chairs. No chair in the tabernacle. I want the priest to come do the ministry and walk out. Nobody sits in my presence watching others chit-chatting. No. That's the Old Testament. And when Hannah entered the temple of God and began praying, she noticed somebody was sitting on the chair watching her. It was the high priest. I knew she knew. She knew something was wrong. Now, this is a woman who came in bitterness. She came in pain. She came to pray saying, God, give me a child. Give me a child. But when she noticed that there was something wrong in the temple of God, all of a sudden, her prayer changed. And she said, God, I have a feeling the ministry in the temple of God needs help. I have a feeling there is some kind of an assistance required here. So I make a prayer to you, God, if you will bless me, if you will give me a child, I'll send the child to your work in your kingdom. A woman who came... Sure, go ahead. A woman who came to ask for herself started to give out to God because she knew one thing, that giving to God was greater than just receiving from God. 
And she said, God, if you will ever bless me, I'm going to give my child back to you that he'll serve you right in this place, right over here. She offered her child to God even before she could get a child. She offered her child to God, though she was bitter in her soul. Why was she bitter? For many reasons. She was bitter. The Bible specifically says she was bitter in her heart. When you're bitter in your heart, you know, you're angry, irritated, confused, acrid. You're ready to quarrel with anybody. You are ready to start a confusion. You are in no mood to serve anyone. You're finding fault with everyone. Even in that mood, she was ready to give to God. You know what? Don't say, I'm in a bad mood. I won't pray today. Let me just become okay. Let my life change. Then I'll pray. No, no, no. Whatever mood you are in, however bad your life is, start prayer right then and there. And God will start changing things. Amen. God will get involved in your life and start to change your situation. God will start to bring a transformation. And she began to pray, even in the bitterness, even while life seemed unfair, even when things in the temple of God were not right, she said, God, I'm ready to give to you. Giving is a great blessing. Let's say that together. Giving. I want us to know this. This is so important. Pastor, I have no money. I have no time. I have no talents. What I can give, you can forgive. <laughs> Forgiving is to say... Forgiving is to say, it's God who will judge. I'm taking my hands off this. Let God take care of the judgment. Forgiving is to say, I release the person from any condemnation. You see, we can give, our good or bad. We can give, our emptiness. You can give your time. Many times when we talk about giving, people think it's only money. No. You can give yourself to God. You can give your time to God. You can give your talents to God. Hannah gave her empty womb, infertile womb to God and said, God, you make it fertile and take it for yourself. You can give your money, your treasures to God. What happens when you give? Number one, when you give, it's an expression of your love and honor for God. Second, when you give, you open the channel for experiencing God's blessings in your personal life and you support in the ministry of serving God. Third, when you give to God, you are actually breaking your dependence and trust on things in the world. And you're saying, I don't trust my muhurtam. I don't depend on my time. I don't depend on my talents. I depend not on my treasures. I give it to you, God, because I depend on you. It's a sign of dependence when you give to God. Go ahead, give God a big hand, absolutely. Amen. <laughs> she, she did not complain about Eli. I mean, when she was praying, she could have said, God, look at the condition of your temple. I came here to pray. Fellow is sitting on the chair. Huh? This there is, chair is not permitted in the tabernacle. Lord, what condition? You're, forget about taking care of my life. First, you take care of your temple, God. <laughs> you know, when you're in a bad mood, you're so easy to complain. God, what is this? Look at that lady Penina in my life. <laughs> Who is Penina? Penina is the other wife of her own husband. 
First lesson you have to learn in First Samuel is one is enough for a lifetime. When you have more than one, all will be in the temple of God to solve the problem. In the context of marriage, all the brothers and sisters who were angry when I said this and didn't say Amen, meet me, I need to talk to you. God, the Bible says, listen to her prayer. She was not wasting her time complaining and irritated. She allowed the Holy Spirit to activate her prayer life. And this prayers of hers confused the high priest who was sitting on a chair. He was confused. Why was he confused? Because when Hannah was praying, the Bible says, her lips moved, but voice did not come out. And this fellow was sitting there watching her. I have a question. High priest, why are you watching ladies? But anyway, that's his ministry. I leave that alone. But this fellow sat, this is why God said, don't put chair. This fellow sat there watching her. And he noticed her mouth was moving. He was watching her lips. Those who come to church and don't worship God and watching others, your high priest's name is Eli. <laughs> and he was watching her and he was confused because this fellow never prayed in his life. As in the sense of like how she prayed. So he was confused. He went to her to scold her. But actually what was Hannah doing? Was she just mimicking and playing around? What was she doing? I've done this actually. Mimicking and playing. She wasn't mimicking. But I have done that. <laughs> Suddenly class teacher comes and says, all the boys go to the music room, sing with song. Who knows? Because yesterday I didn't attend the class. So we go there. They all are saying, Akash Ganga. And you are just mouthing. Suddenly in the Sunday school, the teacher says, today we are singing this song. You don't know which song it is. Once it happened to me, I was playing, I used to study violin in Bangalore School of Music. And uh, our teacher had told us we are having a performance in Alliance de Francis, so come there. And I, I went with my violin box, but I forgot. Somehow it didn't occur to me that I was performing on the stage with the band, the, the whole orchestra. I didn't know that. And I should have remembered, but somehow it went off. I was in fasting prayer, that, this, that, this. I didn't practice nothing. I went there and my teacher says to me, you're 15 minutes late, Johnson. I said, uh, sir, I was actually confused because I thought I was on time. But that's when it hit me, you know, you were supposed to be here 15 minutes ago because you are also playing on the stage. Thankfully, I had taken my violin with me. I said, sir, traffic, opened the case, took out my violin, he said, run to the stage. I ran to the stage. That day, I played with all my heart and muscle. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because I didn't know what to play and <laughs> the whole orchestra is there. I had to play so perfectly without the bow touching the strings. <laughs> I had to keep the bow so perfectly above the string with just a small micron difference 
that my violin won't make noise. And everybody appreciated me as good, good playing, huh? <laughs> was Hannah mimicking? Was Hannah just moving her lips like Johnson? What was she doing? You see, prayer time is not something you do half-heartedly. Prayer time is not something you do just to fulfill your religious duty. Prayer is a personal, intimate relationship with God. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's something where you and God connect on a personal level. Sometimes you wait to pray for your heart to be focused. And she was pouring out her heart. I believe what happened was a spiritual prayer. In fact, I call Hannah's prayer a giving prayer. Why was it a spiritual prayer? Let's look at the New Testament, Romans and chapter 8. And the Bible says in verse 26, So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it, worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings. Did you get that? And groanings too deep for. Unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep that sometimes it can't be spoken. I believe what happened is in the temple of God, the Holy Spirit came upon this young lady and she was led by the Holy Spirit. You know, when you start praying, sometimes Holy Spirit will change your prayer. He will change your topic. He will change the way you are praying. He will change your goal. He will change the passion and intensity. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead your prayer because great things are going to happen through the time of seeking God Almighty. Take time to pray every day. Take time to pray every day. Take time to pray sincerely. And she was led by the Holy Spirit. And what made her story so impactful, what made her story so powerful was her family situation. Her family situation was so terrible. But when she came and started to pray, God changed everything. And that one prayer achieved a lifetime revival all over Israel because when Samuel was born, God brought revival to the whole nation through her prayer life. When you and I pray, I believe not just Bethelagi, not just our personal lives, but there will be a revival in our country and God will touch and change things for his glory. Go ahead, give God a big hand, absolutely. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. A revival happened, but God didn't just give Hannah one child. The first one became a prophet and then God gave her many other children because when God blesses you, his ways are always pressed down, shaken together, overflowing. Pressed down, shaken together, overflowing. Now some of you may wonder what is that? You know, if you have watched your mother or grandmother pack up things in the kitchen, she takes sugar from the packet or salt from the packet, puts it into the salt container, but there is still extra sugar or salt 
or atta or maida in the packet. It has to fill in the jar. So what she does, she shakes the jar and pours more. Shakes it, presses it. Some of us who travel a lot, you know what you do with your bag. <laughs> you may not shake it, but press down, of course. I have seen people stand on the box and try to make space. <laughs> As in, I saw it in the mirror. The point is, <laughs> we all understand what it is to press down, shake together, and yet overflowing. That's how God blesses you. When God blesses you, my brother, you will not be able to contain it. You will have to pass it on and let others be blessed through your life. That's the way God works. Hallelujah. Hannah's prayer turned out to be a giving prayer. She came saying, give me, Lord. I want to receive, Lord. But she ended up receiving so much that she was able to give back to God. When you and I allow Holy Spirit to change our prayer pattern, you see, you're walking into success and victory. Amen. Sometimes God doesn't change the outside. He first changes us on the inside. And so don't be discouraged saying, why are you only changing me, God? No, don't you ask those questions. Because God is never wrong. He's always right. He's always perfect. Amen. The second character I want to deal with today and study with you is the character called Elijah. He's a very interesting man, Elijah. He was a prophet in the Old Testament, and his story comes to us from the book of Kings. But let's look at a New Testament perspective of his Old Testament life from the book of James chapter 5. <coughs> Shall we read verse 17 together? Elijah was a man. <coughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth a... So I like the first line itself. It says, and Elijah was a man of like passions. I would say he was a Bangalorean. One day up, another day down. One day on fire for God, another day don't know where he's gone. You know, this guy, any of you who have, you feel, oh, God can't use me because I am not consistent, I am not persistent, I am not, uh, I am not standard, I, I have too much of a checkered life, I am not a plain color, I'm, I'm a mixed up character. I want you to know, if God can use uh, Elijah of like passions, God can use all of us. One day, this character... One day this character is so loving and happy that he is giving advices. Another day he is so angry. Anyone who comes near him is calling fire and burning them up. Oh my goodness. This, this character, Elijah. When you go to heaven, don't tell Elijah I told about him. <laughs> but this character is a very interesting one. He was a man of like passions. He was like one among us. But he prayed. Can you read that again, please? Chapter 5, verse 17, please put it up again. No, the first part. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he, what made the difference? I mean, if we are like Elijah, how come he had all that difference? Because he prayed. Thank you. And how did he pray? Earnestly, not casually. Not usually, not regularly, not devotionally, earnestly. 
sincerely. If you notice, both Hannah and Elijah, Bible doesn't say how long they prayed. In fact, about Elijah, Bible doesn't even say where he prayed. It doesn't matter you pray in the morning or evening. It doesn't matter you prayed for few minutes or you prayed for long hours. <laughs> what matters is, was it sincere? Was it spirit-led? Did it connect with God Almighty? Was there a relationship? Is faith working in that prayer? Are you praying by the word of God? These are the things that matter. When you look at Hannah's prayer, I mean, if you really look at it, she could have been talking about her problems. She, some of us, sometimes when we have a problem, we can see nothing but our problem. My job, Lord, when will I get the job, Lord? Only that, or if there is a sickness, the only thing they can pray about is their sickness. They can't go past their point of need. One day, one man told me a story in our church. He said one Sunday he prayed to God, today I have to get my job. How long I'm praying? God, if I don't, then he didn't know what to pray. <laughs> so he said, he said, if not, and left it at that. And continued to pray, I have to get my job. He was standing on the road. For some reason he couldn't get his bus. Or, so he thought he'll take a drop. He was standing for a lift. No one was giving him lift. No vehicle was there for his public transport vehicle was not there to pick him up. And it hit him. Today is Sunday. Which office will be open to give me a job? But he said, I won't change my prayer. I have to get a job. Then he saw one fellow. Car became puncture, flat tire, and he was trying to fix it. He thought, anyway, I'm standing simply. He went and tried to help that man. That man was kind and said, thank you for helping me fix my, change my tire. I'll drop you where you want to go. So he said, this is, oh, it's on the way. Okay, come on, get in. By the time he dropped him, he got his job because that fellow, the car driver, owner of the car, also had a big company and he got, gave this fellow a job beyond what he expected. <laughs> so he was, he was telling me, he said, Pastor, God answered me on the prayer by flattening one fellow's tire. I said, no, God didn't flatten his tire. What God did is he blessed you because you had an attitude to serve. Some people, when they have a point of need, they cannot go beyond their need. They can't see somebody's flat tire. They can't see somebody's problem. They can only see their problem. They will never involve in helping others. Only they want a difference. Sometimes it's difficult for a miracle. But when you, out of your nothing, you say, God, make me a blessing for others. And you can see God's greater plan. Hey, God's got a way of reaching out through your life. Go ahead, give God a big hand. Amen. <laughs> Elijah was very disappointed. Why? Because Israel had backslidden from God. And uh, Israel had started worshipping the idols and images. They started idol worship. And God was very upset with Israel. And the prophet carried the burden of God. And he went and prayed to God and said, God, change Israel. And God said, go and tell the king, until you fellows repent and Israel turns back to Jehovah God, there will be no rain in the land. <laughs> Elijah went and told King Ahab, but according to my word, there shall be no dew nor rain these years, but until I say so. And God told Elijah, go from here. 
and live by the cherit that's a tributary to the river Jordan. That's a brook. It's a spring that flows into the river Jordan. God said, go and live there. So the fellow goes and he's living in uh, Cherith. And in the tributary of Cherith, a tributary of Jordan called the Brook Cherith, <laughs> ravens, it's a family of crows, ravens, the birds, ravens came and fed him flesh and meat every day. So, you know, before I preach, I like to study. So I thought, let me study about ravens. So I was surprised. In the book of Leviticus, ravens is listed among unclean birds. That was a surprise because why would God send an unclean bird? Unclean, not that bird is clean or unclean. Point is that Israelites should not eat unclean. Now many of you are sad. Chicken is not listed. Is it okay now? Can I go on? <laughs> I somehow can sense the pulse sometimes of, of people. No, that was a joke. It's a joke that I can sense pulse. Chicken is not listed, neither clean nor unclean, so you can pray, sanctify it. If I'm not advising to eat, I'm saying for those who eat, you can eat without guilt, that's all. Now, what happens is, God sends ravens to him which are unclean, which means you can't eat it. I was thinking, why would God do that? Why couldn't God send a dove or a pigeon? It would be more prophetic, you know, more spiritual, more clean. Then it hit me, probably, this is my assumption. This is my postulate, I could be wrong. But I'm thinking, because this Elijah has got mood spectrum, you know, mood swing. So you never know if he's really in a bad mood, one day when the dove comes, fellow will kill it and eat that also. So God said, I'll send you unclean bird so that you will not end up eating the bird. Sometimes God works in ways which we may not call clean. Look at the way God brought up Moses. Pharaoh who was killing Israel paid up for Moses' tuitions, Moses' diapers, everything. God brought up Moses in the palace of Pharaoh. Sometimes God has amazing ways of working. You don't have to bother about through whom God is working. You have to look at who is the source behind that. If God is at work, go for it. Amen. If God is at work, go for it. Because God has an unusual way of working. Elijah is living by, and suddenly the sherid dries up. The brook dries up. There is no more water there. And poor fellow has to go. God tells him, from here you go to the widow's house. Which is the widow's house? It's in a place called Zidon. Which is Zidon? Zarephath. Where is that? That is the enemy country of Syria and Lebanon. Those days Syria. God says to Elijah, go there to a widow's house. I have commanded her to feed you. I have a question, God. In Israel, no widows are there to command. Huh? Why enemy nation, non-Christian woman has to feed uh, Elijah? God's point is, my children are all in the church, but listening one, no one is there. I have to go listen to them. They don't listen to me. For listening one, sitting in Syria will listen to me. What a sad condition, no? It's not a good time to turn around and say, is he talking about you? But, <laughs> but we can ask ourselves, are we like that by chance? That God has to reach out to somebody in an opposite country? 
in an enemy country. Now Elijah goes all the way to the enemy country in Syria and finds this widow. And what kind of a woman is she? <laughs> She's picking up sticks to eat and die. Huh. Elijah told her, bring me some food. She says, I am going to eat the last meal and die. Elijah never asked, when are you dying? She only offered. Why? This is a very funny thing. You know, <laughs> you know, Jacob, you remember Jacob? Jacob, Israel, mm-hmm. supplanter, cheater. He thought he was very smart. What did God do? God sent him to Laban's house. Who is Laban? PhD in cheating. <laughs> Have you seen smooth finish wood? Wood. Wood, wooden door, wooden smooth finish. You know how they make it smooth? Not with sponge, with sandpaper. Sometimes God will take the crude to smoothen the crude. God's primary method of changing us is the word of God. And if we don't study, he'll send us to the workshop. <laughs> and the toolkit will be there. <laughs> Elijah <laughs> Elijah Elijah has to go to the widow's house Elijah I told you man of like passions one day up one day down one day happy one day sad whom does he meet totally sad bad mood ready to die suicidal widow from Zarephath you can't be negatively qualified more than that <laughs> God tells to Elijah I am going to feed you through her I'm telling you, man, I don't know how Elijah maintained his joy in that house. But one thing, God told Elijah and Elijah told that lady, Lady, as long as God is feeding me through you, the floor in your jar will not dry out and the oil in your vessel will not run dry. Amen. Every day she goes to the jar and sees new floor. She looks at the jar of oil, new oil. Why? Because our God doesn't need anything to create. Our God can speak into nothing and create everything. That's the God you and I serve. Hallelujah. Amen. But notice something interesting. The Bible never says that Elijah prayed, God, send new water into Sherath. God, send me some more ravens. God, do a miracle for this widow. Nothing. His main prayer was, it shouldn't rain. Israel should repent. You know, once you start praying for something, don't give up. Is it okay? Can you say it with me? Once you start praying, don't. Hold it in prayer. Uphold it in prayer. Continue to pray. Let God change your prayer topic if required. But don't give up on that matter. Because God will work on it. He will work on it. Amen. Three and a half years this man is praying. And then God, in the meanwhile, in the widow's house, so many miracles happened. Then the Bible says, God told Elijah, go back to Israel. I'm going to send rain. By the time Israelites had come to a condition of repentance. The Bible says, Elijah, he went to Israel. Everyone say that with me. He. Uh, even if you stay three and a half years with the ravens and the widow. When God calls, your morality should be so good that you will go alone. (laughs) 
When I hear a lack of amen, I have a tendency to repeat it. But anyway, you got the message, right? Hmm. Don't marry your provision. You be engaged to your provider. Don't marry your blessing. Be committed to the one who blesses you. <laughs> he came back, Elijah came back to Israel, met Ahab the king and said, God is going to get you reigning, so, you know, go to Mount Carmel, I'll meet you there. The whole of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, the tribes of Israel, come to the Mount Carmel. And Elijah goes up and says, you guys choose whom you want to worship. And then puts up a situation and they repair the broken altar and offer the sacrifice. And he prays one prayer and fire comes from heaven and consumes the sacrifice. Hallelujah. And then he turns around and tells the king Ahab, get ready to go. It's going to rain. And the Bible says the whole of Israel had made up their mind and they were shouting, Jehovah, the Lord, he is God. Jehovah, the Lord, he is God. Jehovah, the Lord, he, they were worshiping God. Elijah went and started praying. God send rain. How difficult it is. Three and a half years of praying, no rain, no rain. Suddenly you have to pray, God send rain. Very difficult. In fact, Elijah's official website said, Elijah, the prophet of no rain. He had, he had become genetically no rain. Sometimes you can be so engrossed in your vision, you become the vision. And then when God is in control of your prayer, he will change you suddenly. <laughs> now he's praying, God, send rain. I would assume a guy who prayed one prayer and fire came, this fellow is praying again and again and again, but no rain. And he's telling his servant, go check in the Mediterranean, see if the cloud has come up. Seventh time, shall we say that together? Seven the servant come back saying, I see the cloud rising like the hand of a man. Why seven times? Shall I tell you why? I don't know. <laughs> that is the truth. Sometimes God answers in the first shot. Sometimes it takes seven times. I am telling you, even when a prophet prays, sometimes it takes long. But don't give up. Because you are walking in the will of God. You are walking in the plan of God. Don't give up. Seven times he told his servant, go and check. Every now and then he will pray and say, servant, go check. I think rain is going to come. See if cloud is come. Servant will run, look to the Mediterranean. Mount Carmel is near Mediterranean. He will check if the cloud has come up. No, no, no cloud. Boy is running. In fact, he's also praying God send rain. How long I'll be running like this? And he's afraid. He can't tell Elijah, wait, no. I just came, no. No rain, no. How many times you'll send me, no. <laughs> he's afraid. Because if Anna gets angry, you know, fire will come. <laughs> Some people are so anointed, people are scared to approach them. I like to be like Jesus. He was so anointed and yet people ran to him. They flocked to him.
Anointing is a gift which God gives. Character, our habits and attitudes we develop. And we have to be careful to develop godly attitudes. And the Bible says, seventh time, the servant came and said, I see the cloud rising. And God told Elijah, get ready to run. He ran. Why? Because there was a mighty rain. And I love that last line there. Chapter 5 verse 18 says, and the earth produced her fruit. You know, when there is a mighty rain, usually the floods destroy the crops. But when God sends a rain, it will never be destructive. It will produce fruitfulness. Go ahead, give God a big hand. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Hannah's prayer turned from receiving into giving. Elijah's prayer, so persistent, he wouldn't give up. Close your eyes and say, Father, I heard your word today and I surrender my life to you. I want to pray every day and I don't want it to be religion. I want it to be spiritual. Help me, Lord, to surrender to you. You are God. When I pray, let it not be coming to give you instructions, but let it be that I come and share my problems to you and take your instructions. Obey your voice. I don't want to just be a Christian, Lord. I want to be your child. I want to grow spiritually. This month of revival, I pray that my life will see a revival of your purpose. Every plan of the enemy, every wrong plan, let it be destroyed in my life. But let your plan be revived in my life. Hallelujah. You are a good God. You used Elijah. You can surely work through me. I thank you that your plans for me are good plans. And whenever I serve you, Lord, help me to serve you, not expecting something in return. Whenever I serve you, let it be from a heart of thanks just to express my gratitude. I love you today, Jesus. Wherever you are seated or you are standing, take this time to pray and say, Father, I dedicate my life, I rededicate my life to renewing my prayer time, whether it's few minutes or much time. Forgive me, Lord, when I don't have time to pray and I pray when I'm driving or jogging and I expect you to take time and answer. What a pride, what a hypocrisy. No, I must take few minutes to meditate on you every day. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Holy Spirit. Thank you that sometimes when I don't know how to pray, your Holy Spirit will guide me. Help me to pray spiritual prayers. You are the Almighty God. You are our protection. We love you, Jesus. Help me, Lord. 
Heavenly Father, this beautiful day, we thank you for speaking to us. Thank you that each one of us here are vessels of mercy. You have chosen us to prove your greatness. May each one's life be blessed. This month, may we walk in a revival, starting with our prayer life, to talk to you, to listen from you, to be committed to walking in your great plan. Thank you that you are a prayer-answering God. Help us, Lord, that whether we are frustrated or bitter, whether we are angry or we are happy, that we will always remember to honor you and seek your face. In Jesus' name we pray and the people said, Amen. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I believe that you are blessed. Please connect with us for prayer or counseling. Please do call us or visit our website or visit us. The details are given in the description. We'll be glad to serve you. Do subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to encourage you in your journey in Christ. Please do share it with your friends too by clicking the share button. We are praying for you. God has great plans for your life. Thanks again for participating, listening. God bless you.